What's going on, everybody? This is All Things Entertainment, and I'm... B-Dog from the Red Eye Report. Oh, yes, I got my fire right now. Come on, everybody. Yay! I hear it. Finally. Finally. Sound good now and everything. People at home, what it do? Mm -hmm. Come on. You know we keep our eyes slightly red for you. Mm -hmm. So, so, before we uh, got cut Mm -hmm. off, tell tell the people a little bit more about that show, you, for the people that ain't seen it, because actually... It's a very good show. I saw the first season off of Netflix. So the show, you, the guy, he's he's kind of like the Joker in a way. Like he imagines events, things in his mind, mm-hmm. and he basically stalks women until they love him, pretty much. It's, and then doesn't want them to after they love him. <laughs> nah, boy, he gets really obsessed. Then. And <laughs> when he gets really obsessed. He may or may not kill the women. Exactly. And I want to uh, say that he killed some of his friends along the way. Because if you get in his way, there was a girl mm-hmm. that was basically the same as she was. And he killed her. Just to give y'all a little um, a a background. Spoiler book. alert, you guys. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> I didn't mean to tell that. Come on. That is a spoiler alert. But uh, please do definitely check, check the show out. And on that note, I also want to say I looked at a movie. The day that kind of blew my mind, it was called The Murder of um, Nicole Simpson. And mm. basically, they give you this scenario that they're saying that what if uh, it was a serial killer? This is the thing they're proposing. There was a, a serial killer going around the same time. Now, OJ was stalking Nicole, but the serial killer was also stalking her. And basically, they're saying that the serial killer is who killed Nicole and Ron. You see what I'm saying? And everything. And the killer basically said he had a demon in him named Charlie. It was actually pretty good. And I got to tell y'all at home, it gave a plausible scenario because honestly, I never really believed OJ did. Well, I know I might be in a minority. I don't, I don't think OJ did it. I think he knows who did it, but I think it was his son. Mm. Mm. Now here's the Let fun me tell fact. You why. Oh, go tell me why. Because old time was a culinary chef, a cook, a sous chef, and that day he invited OJ Simpson and Nicole to come to his restaurant, and he was the only person with knives. And the way huh? she was killed was with a knife. Come on, now they showed it in the movie. There, that he uh basically he ran up from behind the. Picked her up one person and basically slit her throat on some barbaric type of situation. Now, here's, now here's my thing about that, though, right? I, I believe OJ too. My part was I always thought the mob did it because, you know, they said that Ron had bad gambling debt. And everything. Mm. So I was like, mm, got gambling that, 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 that That's believable. You know why that's believable? Because um, my grandfather actually had a huge gambling problem back in the day when we first moved to Miami, Florida and um, from New York. And I remember these guys came in in some suits. They were like Italian guys dressed in all black. And they were actually looking for him because I think he owed somebody money. So when oh, yeah, it comes to the gambling thing, they do not fuck around. Hell no. And then I also like to tell the people at home, now Pete, what we tell him, then years later, he gets in trouble in Las Vegas. The mob 
that is the capital of the mob. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. it's just one yeah, of those things. Sense. The thing I tell people, look at what he got charged with. He got charged with assault, kidnapping, and robbery. How you get charged with robbery and all you were doing was taking the stuff back that was stolen from you? How you get charged with guns when it was your homeboy that brought a gun? How you get charged with kidnapping when all y'all did was bust in a room? You see what I'm saying? Y'all didn't move nobody around. And, and you waiting on all those charges. The people around you, they got slaps on the wrist one year, probation, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But you want to don't make sense to me. I feel for OJ. That man been through a lot. I really feel for him. Let me ask you this question. Well, since we're talking about these people that are wrongly, what do you feel about Cosby? Is he wrongly there? Or did, do you... Because we always... Say people to people, back in their day, I mean, they even said you have to fuck with the um with them um Quaylos and everything. Everybody did that. It was a part of their culture. It was a part of their culture. And the women knew what was going on. It's like they didn't fucking know. The women fucking knew. They knew. Okay. Come on now. They knew that he was. They knew that he was about to come up on some massive money because he was about to buy out. What what TV station was he about to buy? NBC and they won't having it. Come on. They 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 knew that man was about to come up on some money, and those women said, mm, "This our meal ticket." And I'm not I'm not shaming I, because I, I have I've been a victim. I've been a victim, and I'm not I'm not a uh, victim blaming. So don't you know try to ban me or whatever. But I'm just saying what my opinion is. And Bill Cosby, he's a pretty conservative guy, like. To me, he was like one of the heroes of black men. So when this whole scandal happened, it was like, damn, man. It's like they just they just destroyed the last hope for black people, you know, that we had. <laughs> well, let me also say something about that as well, because I remember uh, Denise Huxtable, Lisa, Lisa Bonet in A Different World. I remember when she got pregnant, and that's why they wrote her out of A Different World, right? And uh, here's a fun fact. Mm-hmm. Debbie Allen said that she was not going to write her out. She was going to write the pregnancy in, but Bill Cosby said that they couldn't because of how wholesome the Cosby show was. And then you think about all these women exactly. that supposed to be, and you talk about some wholesome, that's the cat calling the kettle black for sure. And um, do I think that they should have been, now here's my main problem with what they did. They convicted him by opening up transcripts where he said that he might have gave somebody a quaylo. <laughs> I don't agree with that because it, once those are sealed documents, how did y'all unseal documents? You know what I'm saying? And plus that lady got paid at that time. And, th- and you know, so that was my thing with it. And as we spin again, I like to keep spinning. What do you think about the Kale situation? Is that another one where they said that he tried to buy the Chicago Bulls and that's his problem? I was at a place yesterday that they were telling me that it was he's broke, and that's the problem. I disagree with him, bro. I understand he don't own no math, but I, I don't. Can't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't. I, I can't fathom that R. Kelly would be broke. Um, he just he has so many hits in the '90s. I mean, I just can't see him being broke. But at the same time, when it's like Scott, Scott Storch went broke because he was paying for women. Okay. And okay. You, you got to understand in the R. Kelly case, he was pretty much grooming these little girls because that's what it's called. True. It's called grooming. 
Come on now. Because I've had older men, do, I've had older men do it to me when I was younger. So that's what he what was doing. But at this, at the same time, it's not. It's not just the parents. What I'm saying is, a lot of these girls nowadays, they're fast. I was watching a Fifth Harmony video, and they didn't look like no motherfucking teenagers in that sledgehammer video. I was like, these are supposed to be teenagers. They look older than me. Their bodies are built like, you know, like 30-year-old women. They dressing like grown women. I mean, of course. Of course men are going to be attracted to them. Yes. And when what I was we 16, said, I wasn't dressing like that. And isn't it crazy that they selling, they, they making their bodies look more mature than what they are? To, uh, exactly. Uh, when I, listen, when I was 14, 15, and 16, I wasn't dressing like that. That's all I got to say. And, and I still don't even dress like that now, unless I'm in a special occasion, you know? But that's just me. If my daughter even tries to leave the room with some shorts, I'm like, who the fuck do you think you are? You better take your ass back in the house and change. Come on now. People hate that I talk to her like I'm like, no, nah, my daughter ain't gonna walk outside like that. Mm-mm, nope. Some of the things that they put on these kids, I was just me and my homie were just talking about. Look, how you got a little kid three years old outside with some tights on and no coat? And the parents have coats. The kids be the ones out there with little sweaters on or no jackets or they don't even got the jacket zipped up. And I'm just like, where is this coming from? And we're not even talking about certain clothes that parents let their children wear. Like, you're the controller of what they wear between 1 and 12. So why would you put them on something that makes them – you're making an 8-year-old look like a 12-year-old. doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Come on. We got to be very agitatious of that. You know, you got to be careful who you feed your kids with, where you, where you take your kids mm-hmm. to. All. Come on. But what was, I t- what, was I, what was I telling you the other day? We were having this conversation, and I was like, my daughter, she doesn't sleep over any house where there's men. I don't give a fuck. She ain't sleeping over nobody's house. They got men in it. I don't trust them, period. I'm not having a revolving door of men coming in and out my life around my family. Period. I don't like that shit. Yeah, and then my sister's like, "Oh, why don't why don't you take her?" I'm like, "There's a reason why I don't take her. I'm trying to protect my child. That's why." Can't you already want a piece? I'll give you no piece. So, uh, everybody at home at the big dog, uh, at the Red Eye Report, my niece just came in. Niece, say hello to everybody. Hello, everybody. Hey, yay! So we're having this conversation over here about young girls, and you're about to have a baby girl. How do you feel about the women and how they dress today, young? Oh, oh and let me, wait a minute. Also, please let me introduce you. I'm over here with Cece. Uh, Hi. I'm going to get it right. Hi. Okay. Nova Kane. Come on now. And, that's right. Okay. And she's with all things entertainment. We out here today. We're going to bring you in. So, again, back to the question we asked. Okay. How do you feel? She's in it with us. So, she's hearing you too. You said how they dress. How they dress. Um, it's a little provocative for them to not to be want to take in in a sexual manner. Mm-hmm. So um, mm-hmm. a lot of the dress 
a lot of their dress code is a little misleading. Honestly, some of the kids, I don't even know their, I can't guess their age anymore. You can't guess their age anymore. No. It's that true. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> That's so crazy that you can't tell them no more. Come on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's exactly what I'm saying. And um, does it make you scary? As because um, Cece has a little girl, and she says she doesn't let her go spend a night at houses that have been. How are you gonna feel about stuff like that when you have your little girl? Like, how, how, how are you gonna dress her? You know, appropriately. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, my boyfriend has a daughter. Okay. So being around her since she was about one, her mom would dress her in the little shirts that cross to the back with the back open. And they the make it for kids. Oh yeah, but I would always buy. We would go get her new outfit because that it start. It's too early. It's too, so now she's in the in the stage. She's six now, so now she's in the stage where she wants to wear leggings all the time and tight shirts all the time. And uh, we're not. I'm not having that. When do you think it's appropriate for them to start wearing makeup? See, I ask you this question because you have a you have a, a older oh, daughter. Uh, I think you said she's see yeah, how. When did, did you let her wear makeup and stuff? Uh, as far as nail polish, yeah, sometimes, but it has to be like light pink, clear things like that. You know, some lip gloss, some chapstick. You know, very yeah. conservative. Nothing, nothing over the top. Now, if it's like right. full on Mac with contour, hell, fuck no. Oh no, no. right? <laughs> I know a lot of um, not a lot of little girls. Like I said, I don't know their age, and, and at some point, the parents have to take full responsibility as to what happens to their children. You let them walk out the house like this. Come on now, and you do I got agree. And you know, you know, it's an attack. That's why I'm glad Kanye West stopped letting his daughter, uh, even though that's not my child, stop letting his daughter wear makeup because it's like there's an attack on minors, especially with people in power, you know. And that's one thing that I always said about my my friend Prodigy from Mob Deep. I don't, right. I don't believe that he died naturally. I don't believe that, not for one bit, because he was about to expose. A big thing, you know, a big sex ring that they had for children, you, you know, in, in Hollywood. That you bring that up because I had just seen something where they were talking about um what show is what network is it? I'm gonna have to do research, get you the network. But they were talking about they did a documentary about his autopsy, right? And from what I read about, it, they said that for a person with sickle cell male, 42 was a good was an average life expectancy for that. But then they said that Prodigy took things that he knew how to manage his um, sickle cell through exercise and diet. That he was probably yep. going to live longer. Dr. Sebi's diet. Um, and the, the theory is that he died because he um, choked on an egg, a bald egg that is so wild in the hospital. I'm mm -hmm. with you. I don't believe that either. I just, in the hospital, you. Even when I heard it. <laughs> That's just some weird. I just that's just weird to me, on any level. Mm -hmm. mm. No, it, it's definitely him. And look at also Nipsey. He was big on the Doctor Sebi diet. Uh, Doctor Sebi's diet saved my life because I was becoming sick with anemia. Doctor Sebi's diet saved my life, and it keeps me from becoming sick. I'm pretty immune to a lot of things. 
and people don't understand it. And I think that's why they went after Left Eye, they went after Nipsey, and they went after Prodigy, because those were three people in the public eye that had tapped into this diet, and they were bringing it to light. And This is the way we need to eat. This is what's working for us. You know, well, you know, for me, because I'm, I'm a big conspiracy buff with that, and I believe in Dr. Samuel's prayer, because Dr. Samuel tells you you don't go to the hospital. Hospital is the, is the second place mm-hmm. to death. You know what I'm saying? And I don't mess with hospitals right. at all. I got to be damn near dying to go to a hospital. You see what I'm saying? That's what I. Amen that's where. That. Me, me too. Uh, I'm real. They were, they, they, uh, I, I believe what you're saying. When, when, um. I didn't listen. I didn't have any prenatal care. I didn't take any Lamaze classes for any of my children. I gave natural birth, natural birth to both of my children. And I didn't rely on any hospitals or doctors or anything like that. And they were ready to take my child because of that. And I'm like, no, I did it with my first child. Why wouldn't I do it with my second child? It's almost and they as, can if, your, as if they, they can wanted take your children. They, yeah, it's almost as if they wanted to force me to use wow. their medical doctors and stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, listen, I'm, I'm indigenous. I'm part Native American. This is the way I do things. I do, nat- I do natural remedies and stuff at home. I don't need to be in the hospital. For you to tell me that there's nothing you can do? Yep, let me wash my hands. Come on. They legit now, tried to take my child, and I was like, wow. How did you do with the vaccine? With the vaccines, I mean, yes. with vaccine, here's the thing with vaccines. I trust vaccines because okay. I have a respect for science because the reason I used to work in a science lab back in okay. the day. And uh, so basically these scientists, this is what they do. They manufacture diseases and then they try to cure it or they have what's like, you know, the vaccines so that we don't get it I believe in vaccines and i usually always mm-hmm. get my flu shot right right on time i usually always get it one time for three months it was like three or four months i didn't for that season i didn't get vaccinated i didn't get the flu shot got sick and i don't even get right. sick like that like i said i'm pretty immune to everything so that's why i believe in in vaccines and just recently a couple days ago um, some guy went to a baseball stadium and he had like the measles and these people right. that were like anti-vaccine people, like 19 of them, they caught the measles. So that's why I believe in vaccines. I still get vaccinated. I, I, for adaptation I, I purposes, you know? Right, I still go get my tetanus shot faithfully. Now, what do you think about the whooping cough? Because see, but, um, my own wife right now is we're expecting ourselves our first, and the thing that they get into now with the vaccines and stuff, and we are we're, look. I do believe. Look, let me tell you something. I had the chicken pox vaccination because we were uh, my parent, my dad was in the military, and we moved around a lot, so I had to have these vaccinations. Like every time we moved, I, even though I had them, I was right. getting them again I, to tell the person, look. I had been around people with chicken pox all my life. I didn't get chicken pox till I was like 17 years old and I kissed a girl who had chicken pox. Wow. And that's how I got wow. had a very bad case of chicken pox. I mean, I had them things all in my throat. Damn. Damn. You know what I'm saying? 
went to the doctor about it. They were like, yeah, you had a bad case because you had never, you never been exposed, but thank goodness you had been. And I was like, yeah. But um, so that's what I'm saying. Like, I do believe in vaccination. Yeah. Um, um, I, some, of course. Some Otherwise, they wouldn't have given to the military, right? Thank you. That's all I'm saying. They made sure we were real vaccinated. And then, like, for example, like, you know, they brought back, there's a new case of mono, a super case of mono, the kissing disease, that mm-hmm. came back out where you got to yeah. be very, you know, you know, and. Mm-hmm. That's why I don't kiss everybody on the first date. I don't. I got a question. Go ahead. Speak. You're speaking to the world now. So when you when your questions now, go ahead. Talk to them. Why are we giving vaccines for things that are null and void now? Well, that's because. Well, give us an example. Of what you're saying? They manufacture. They manufacture okay. diseases all the time. Well, see, here's the thing. Like you're saying, pretty much chicken pox has been eradicated, right. right? But here's the thing: where they want you to keep getting the the the, the, vi- the you know the vi- the shot to prevent it. Right, because see, if you don't, then that virus comes back stronger. But Jace was off, um, offered if I wanted to get it or not. Right. Landon and Peyton wasn't offered that. They were part of their shot. The shot. Right. Yeah. I would still get it. I would still get the chicken pox because you just don't want to get that shit as an adult on no yeah, level. Landon right. He's probably immune to it. That's what I said because I was immune to it. I mean, I'm literally around people. They were pussing and everything. They could touch me with they puss on my skin. I would not get the chicken pox. And that's it. But I do believe, but see, here's another thing, too. And I want to ask you this 12CC. Are you allergic to penicillin? Are you allergic to penicillin? I'm allergic to penicillin. I am. I am because it has mushrooms. See what I'm saying? And see, I believe that people that are allergic to penicillin. They already have like a super immune system because let's be let's be real, penicillin was the very first antibiotic, and if you can't take that, you're yeah. pretty much you got to be you got to have a strong immune system. Cause damn, that's why I don't get sick like that. But when I do get sick, y'all. I be getting sick for like I might be sick for three months. I ain't gonna lie to y'all with a common cold. Another person to get rid of in a month, I'll keep that cold for like at least four to six weeks. I can't take those symptoms. That should have had me throw it up everywhere at home, y'all. I mean, literally everywhere. Doctors have went against the grain, y'all, as I've been an adult. And gave, it, gave me versions of talking about this version ain't that bad. It's different now. And then I take the shit. I was in a drive-thru one time, y'all, throwing my guts out at the drive I didn't take that medicine no more. Mm-hmm. So I, I don't. Um, and then again, I'm not a big medicine person either. Y'all. I'm not a big pill person. Like I, I'm like me. Like it's hard. Like if I'm in, like if I got a headache, if you think you go for a Tylenol or aspirin, stuff, it's for real bad. I'm not. I'm not big on yeah. pain pills. I'm yeah. natural. I'm not big on any pills. Yeah, natural is better. Oh, I'll tell y'all a funny story. Um, I went to go get a tooth pull, and you know I'm in the hood, so I had to go to one of those services, and my tooth had grown wrong, and one of my wisdom tooth, and my other tooth had grown wrong, so they were like, well, we don't have to take the tooth in front of it before we can get to your wisdom tooth. I said, okay. So then this thing I know, they come back, and they whisper in my ear, well, you know, if we break your jaw, we're not held liable for it. Boy, you talk about a person in that shit squirming? 
taking all types of thoughts in my head. What did you do? Break my jaw? And I'm like, and you know what I'm talking about? But thank God they didn't break my jaw. But it's just those types of things that when you hear about how people don't want to be liable for certain things. You see what I'm saying? What do you mean you're not liable mm-hmm. for that? Come on. I mean, don't y'all got um, insurance just for that? But them patients said thought there's always prescribed antibiotics for any that was actually Thank you. Thank you. Because you just now we all understanding this from and I hope the people understand it home as well. That when a doctor practices the on you, he only knows forty five percent of the shit. The thing is that him that's an educated guess. Pretty much. <laughs> You're a guinea pig. Yeah. He's hoping that what he said will work for you. I mean, I was in the hospital. Yep. Not, you know what scares me, y'all? I remember the 90s, y'all, when doctors had information in their fucking head. Now they walk around with a PDA, and you tell them something, and the first thing they'll say is, I don't even know. But let me look it up for you. That is just something. Yep. Come on. Yo. I'm not saying that that's wrong. I'm not saying that you shouldn't have to look up some things. Yes, you should. But just you in the ER having to do this. This doesn't make sense to me. Please walk out of my room. I always get a second and third opinion. Man, you got to. My my uncle, he would have had shoulder surgery, y'all. They said that while he was under the dice, they saw uh, arthritis in his shoulder. So they took his arm off to scrape out arthritis. But mind y'all, you can't see arthritis without a microscope. So how the hell could he see it with the human eye? And beyond does. But hey, they took it off. They did their thing. But put it back on, you got three hooks on your shoulder. Looks like a claw. Well, to put it back on, you had to shave one of those hooks to fit it back in. But now my uncle mm-hmm. as a please. You know what I'm talking about? And guess what? He signed a paperwork. They signed, he signed a paperwork. And when you're under the knife, that's another thing where you got to make sure you do this shit. You got to tell them. So if you see some extra shit, don't do extra shit. Don't tell my people first. See, when he signed a paperwork where they can see extra shit and didn't do it, and didn't tell them. <sighs> I don't like shit like that. I don't well, like that's shit like that. That's what they were trying to do when I had my surgery. But of course, I had my dad when he came so they made it. I while I was under the anesthesia, they made it. Right. Came, so they made it. Come on. So what decision were they trying to make while you were under anesthesia? Well, he was only supposed to um, take out the people for his gift that was torn, but he ended up having to do um, an NCL and an ACL repair. And the issue on the side that he freaked out. I can't hear you guys. Oh, speak up a little bit. I said the doctor, he was telling me when I had my knee surgery, he wanted to make me to make decisions while I was, he had already given me the anesthesia, but I told him no, you know, I had my dad there and I had one of my friends there to make the decision. So they they made the decision to go ahead and do whatever else needs to be done. But I originally went under the knife only getting out a piece of meniscus that was just floating around in there. Right. But when I came through, they told me everything else that was done. And um, I'm glad that they did agree to it, but I'm glad that he didn't ask me because what if I would have refused and then later on down the line, it, I'm damaged for good. You can't use your knee now. Yeah. You might can't walk without a cane. Can you hear us better now? 
Yeah, it just sounds like screaming. <laughs> man, wait a minute. Let, let's try to do something with that. Come on. See. Oh, you, you're good right now. But earlier, it sounded uh, like it was screaming. Okay, no, no, we don't sound like that over here. Now, now that's a that's an interesting thing you tell us. Uh, I agree with that. I, I I need you to tell my people before you do anything while I'm under the knife. I don't want you doing anything. They, they still didn't sign anything until I came to. Right. Thank you. You know, I'm not gonna do that. Um. <clears throat> well, let me ask y'all this right here, since we're talking about the medical uh, stuff. Like, let me ask you this, CC. Do you, when your uh, daughter gets sick and stuff, do you rush to the hospital? Because I know some people that are hypochondriac and Hell the fattest no. they Fuck run no. to the hospital. Fuck no. Because I, there's been instances when I've gone to the emergency room. And, okay, so my aunt is a nurse now. My mm-hmm. my grandmother was a registered nurse for the medical books in the house. And I know my body and I know the medical problems that I have and I don't have. So when I went to the emergency room in Florida, I was telling the guy, like, listen, I'm, I have hypoglycemia. Okay. And I was like, that means I have to eat every four hours. And he shook his head like, no. And I was like, what the fuck? Like, how are you a nurse and you don't know what hypoglycemia is? So after that, I was totally turned off. I was like, fuck no, these white people trying to kill me. <laughs> I was like, hey, fuck no. That's what you got. I can't. What'd you say? Now I said, that's what I think because, and not cut you up because I want you to elaborate it, but here it is. A friend of mine that went to the hospital, he had two blood clots, y'all. And they said, that's what his wife told me, and that they were in his leg and his foot, and they put stents in his body, right? So then when he gets out of the hospital, they didn't get him coming in a war. They gave what's the other one? The one where you don't, the one they show the commercial for. I can't. I can't think of the name of that medication. But let me just say, this medication is bad for you if you, if you have to use it because you can't get off of it without a doctor. If you bump or bruise or cut yourself, you're liable to bleed. It's just the worst. I told his wife to get him off of it because, look, the first thing they try to tell you is you ain't got to uh, go get your blood red or anything like that. But look, you'd rather have your blood red. Is it a Rexapil? Is it a uh, What is the name of that drug? But keep going what you were saying, back to what you were saying about that with people... Didn't see me home with anything. But when I got home, you know, you get the message on my card. Everything's gone. Man, did you see that? She said that she went to the doctor. They told her she had a blood clot behind her eye, but sent her home with nothing. Luckily, she read her chart the portal and it said that she was clear but that's scary though because you, you what if you really didn't have one ain't getting a wolf okay it's gonna be come on right so what happened with that did they uh cc did they send another nurse there to you or what did they do it's called the talk, talking to me. I'm talking to you now. I said, "What did uh, when the nurse didn't know about 
that you have to go and see me. Did the, did the doctor, I mean, did they wind up getting you something to eat? Because like you said, you could pass products you don't eat. Yeah, they did after I fucking told them something. And then um, they were like, oh, there's something wrong with you. There's something wrong with you. So I went on. So I traveled a little bit. I went to the Midwest. And when I went to the hospital over there to get myself checked, they told me, yeah, you have hypoglycemia. You are diabetic. Because I had just had a baby at that time. They were like, you're pre-diabetic. Oh, and by the way, you have high blood pressure. And I was like, well, these motherfuckers in Florida told me I didn't, I didn't have anything wrong with me. See, and then, you know, and I always tell people, let me tell you the scariest thing for me about the medical field. And the scariest thing for me, especially being a minority, is that part right there, being a minority, because they think black people's pain level is a lot different than white people's pain level. You know what I'm saying? They think mm. that we got... What do you mean by that? Uh, I'll, I'll elaborate. They think that we have some high tolerance for pain. No, we feel pain just the same. If I tell you, if you stay on a scale of one to 10, what's your pain? And I say a seven, don't think I'm exaggerating. Cause see, they like to think that we are over exaggerating. We want pain pills or something like that. Where if there's no offense when I say this, but if it's a white person saying they on up seven, they gonna get them pain pills. And they gonna give them to them fast and they not gonna say nothing about it. I wouldn't say this Okay. They give them all types of fucking opioids. Some people pay the price for high medical insurance for them to get what they want when oh, they go okay. to get medical care. Fair enough. I like that. But, but some sure. people are drug that and that's the reason why they pay that price because they want the best of the best. Because little things like that they don't tolerate anymore. They give y'all uh, give y'all a perfect example. The business went to the doctor, they tested her for opioids, right? And then the doctor's gonna ask her, Does he want does she want one? How does that work? Why did you even yeah. test me for it, but then go offer me one? Why are you testing me for opioids anyway? I don't know why they tested me. It was, I mean, you drop my blood, it would be in my bloodstream if you were concerned. And they already drew my blood. So when they drew my blood, he didn't tell me they were testing running me all those tests for opioid drugs. It's not a normal test. No. It's not a normal test, but they still ask you, are you willing to do that or not? Right. Did they so, ask you that for your children's DC about the AIDS test and all that? Or they just did it. Did they ask? Did they ask me what? Um, do you want to have an AIDS test when you were pregnant? Cause see, down here when you're pregnant, they get they make. They, I'm not gonna say they make you, but they suggest to you that you get tested for all STDs, including AIDS. Talking about it's, crit it's critical because it could be passed to the child. Well, no, they they didn't ask me that. I think that they only ask that to like African Americans. I'm pretty sure. Mm -hmm. That's fucked up. That's fucked up that you say that. I mean, you ain't being mean. I'm just saying. It's not that fucked they up. It's a fact. Yeah. We figured that too, mm -hmm. That's messed my up. Line, though, my 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 aunt yeah. is a nurse, and I'm telling you what lying. it is. That's messed up though, because they just assume black people got AIDS. That's gay as hell yeah. so many levels they, they do assume they assume all of Africa's poor too which is not even true which is not even you true know, that's another people yeah. fucked up it's colonization they're from Africa and they said that they advertise the US like it's all gold and glittery streets and, and the same thing and they get here and it's not you know they see what they see at home 
Come on. But they thinking they coming to a better life. Now we see from there that it's the, the slums. It's the slums. No, and it's not. It's not. It's all they portray is the slums. Right. Let me tell you another place that they think they make you think is uh look uh South uh South Korea. No, South North. Mm-hmm. South Korea looks like New York City. If you see the real pictures of mm-hmm. South Korea, it looks like New York City. That's what, um, it look, looks like a base. Like. Come on. It's very nice. Come on. I have a friend from there. Man. He, he just built a hotel there. And he was showing me the area, and it's very nice. How long has your aunt been a nurse? My aunt has been a nurse for, I would say, well over five years. She, what she, bachelor- she had her bachelor's. I think she she got her master's and she's trying to get her PhD now. Ooh, wow. And they treat, they treat her differently, too. They treat her differently because um, she lives in, uh, she lives like in the Miami area, you know, where uh, around a lot of the Cubans. And mm. uh, they definitely treat her differently. I would say. What's her aunt's nationality? What's your aunt's nationality? She's Dominican. So she has like, she's light-skinned, but she has like different hair. So like people always comment on her hair. Like I had a, um, because I went to school in Miami when I was younger. I had a, a girl, she had blonde hair and she was Cuban. And she told me, she was like, oh, you got nigger hair. And I was like, why would oh, you wow. say something like that? I was like, you're Cuban you're too. Like you're African too. They told her she got nigger hair. Yeah, they told her she had nigger. I mean, people can just be people. Yeah, you can just be people. (laughs) But you know, they always want to put us in some kind of box, though. They won't put you in the fat box. They won't put you in the skinny box. They won't put you in the ugly box. Yeah, just be you. And I always tell, here the Red Eye Report, and I'm sure it all things entertainment. We're no judgment zone. You're free to express who the hell you right. be, and we're going to express that. And look, we're not telling you to endorse what we're saying or anything. We're not telling you that we're right either. We're just it some just opinionated people. Be, be able to communicate with others. It just feels good to be able to speak right. freely. And they're trying yes. to come at, uh, uh, what is it? I might get it wrong. Your amendment to free speech. The four, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They're trying yep. to come at that. They um especially Trump. Trump's wish he could take that right ability away from you and he'd be the only one that can say what he wanna say. And that's just well, America. Yeah, yeah. Come on. I'm gonna ask you to y'all in a minute. Like like I say, I, I say all the time, I'm like, if the if the president can say whatever the fuck he wants on the post, guess what? I'm gonna say okay, it too. Because people used to try to shame me like, Oh, you shouldn't post this, you shouldn't post that. Like, oh, you sound like you ang- angry woman of color, this, that, and the third. I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, let me, let's speak on that for a second. Where does the angry woman theory come from? I don't even fucking know. It's just because I guess I have a lot of opinions. Like, I dated this white guy named Colton. And, okay. Well, I dated two white guys. So <laughs> I, dated, I dated this white guy named Colton that he told me, like, oh, you can't post this. You can't post that because I'm, um, I'm an important person and people are going to see that. And uh, you have uh, sometimes very liberal views, this, that, and the third. And then I had another guy that he would tell me, like, oh, you can't be expressive. You can't express yourself on social media. <laughs> wow. That's nothing about you. Kind of, like, shush me. 
Well, what do y'all think about this when people say that it's the um that black that we were actually with the Republican Party at one point that Martin Luther King was we actually a Republican and that the Democrats have tricked us into believing that they're for and that actually the Democrats are the ones that actually started the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. It's, in the, it's in the museum that we have down there. Yep. Oh, that is true. Yeah. Okay. Wow. Okay. Yep. Okay. That's fucked up then. I, that, I mean, that, and I just learned that, y'all. So, as again, I like learning shit. So, it's always great, y'all, at home to stay learning things. Always keep, keep your mind open. My last patient that I took care of, nice. his grandfather funded, his great grandfather funded the first black school here in North Carolina. What? Mm. 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 Nice, nice. But history. he said, when he grew up, they grew up, except his mother. Not like the black people. Okay. But he never understood why. And she never explained to him why they were like that. Okay. She separated them. Oh. Okay. So he said, I mean, we always had nationalities over for dinner. You know, I let me play with whoever I want to. So I don't even feel there's a difference. It shouldn't be. Okay. Well, let me ask y'all this this week of speaking on that. And this is a this is a real question I'm about to ask y'all. Um. And CC, uh, tell us the seriously because I, I mean, know that's good. Thoughts prior to What do you think of racism 2020, the new decade, and racism, right? What do y'all think? And CC, I'll uh, get a photo of you first, please. Um, so what do I think? I talk about it on all things entertainment, man. We think that miscegenation is, is beautiful because they had eugenics where they didn't want us to. You know, they were trying to get rid of us so we don't have kids because if they have, they had a whole thing where in the White House, in the Pentagon, they believe that in the Senate, they believe that, you know, we, we are inferior to the white race, right? Right. So they're mad because we're mixing and they know that they're running out of time. It's only a matter of time before like 2060 everybody's going to be mixed. Like the, I just had an issue where I was, I had the love of my life and we can't date because his mother doesn't like me because I'm not, you know, blonde hair, blue eyes. And I know that's what it is, you know? Mm. So, I, think, I mean, there's always going to be racism. We're never going to, there's a lot of people that are never going to get past it, but by 2060, I guarantee you, we're all going to be mixed. Now, let me put my thing on for 2020 in this new decade. For me, I keep telling them the baby, uh, not the baby boom, the millenniums are not as racist as they baby boomer parents. That some up, am I wrong? Yes. Am I wrong? You may not be. Oh, black, okay, black, culture, black culture seeping into, into white people. It has seeped into. They love black women. They love women of color. They love the mixed look. You're absolutely right. All right. Now, what I'm going to say is, Niece wants to elaborate because she thinks I'm a little bit off. Put it deep on what you're saying. I, Niece, think that, want to hear this. I wouldn't say the millennium. I wouldn't exempt them. They show, it, they show it in a different way. Okay. They, they show it through mm-hmm. violence. Well, let me ask you a question. What is overt racism? Mm-hmm. Cece, what's overt racism? Um, so me, 
is overt racism. For me, overt racism is like um kinda kinda like uh what I was saying, you know, it's like social issues, right? Right. Where they believe that or they or you know, um they observe certain things in racism and I feel like it's a type of like indirect racism. There right? it is. It's like they're 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 racist, but they're not like they don't have to apologize about it, right? So it's like oh, okay. like for me, like I said, like I said, I just got out of a relationship, yeah. right? But this is how the guy felt. The guy yeah, felt right. that I was untrustworthy, right? And I'm like, yo, why is this guy? I was like, why is this guy accusing me all the time? Like, why is he why is he trying to make it seem like I'm un like I'm unworthy or you know? But it's the, the it's overt racism. So he doesn't express his racism like his mother, right? Right. But he expresses his racism in a different way, like, oh, you know, yeah, she's a woman. She's got two kids already. She's definitely untrustworthy. Like, oh, what happened to her? Like, the main thing that I get all the time is like, and, and this shocked me, and it's like, a lot of white males will tell me like, oh, so do you have the same, um, do your kids have the same dad? And I'm like, what? That's <laughs> like the main question I get all the time. Mm. It's like saying like, oh, most, like, most Hispanic or uh, most Hispanics or people of color, you know, um, if they have children, they have more than one baby mom or baby daddy. That's like their way of telling me that, right? Without directly. Yeah, color, so that's a thing. form of overt racism. Pretty that much. Pretty point. much. People that have, that now, have children by no, their Now let me also say, let me also say this too about the overt racism. Now I, I see it in two parallels. Because see, sometimes overt racism is thrown directly in your face mm -hmm. and they try to Laugh mm. it off. That's what I when I say overt. They, right. They're doing blatantly at you and then trying to laugh after it. Like, oh, I wasn't racist. Like, for mm. example, we were on the phone calling the Wingstop place and we were telling the girl, look, she said we had to buy the, the dipping sauces because we didn't get a combo, but we wanted 20 wings and your combos are only 15 and 30. So you're telling us some ignorant ass shit, or as I like to say, you're taking us on a long walk off a short pier because you talking about y'all said specifically y'all didn't want a combo. They only come with combos, but you don't have a combo to accommodate us. And you know that. And guess what? Just so, for people at home, just so we can play the game, we asked them. So do you got a combo for 20 weeks? Uh, no. We only have a 15 and a 32. Well, then, isn't your statement redundant? But see, that's what I mean. <laughs> Try to trick you yeah. in, in, like you know what I worst thing I hate about having to defend myself with overt racism. This is what I mean. So let's. I'm gonna try to tell me y'all stories on this. Have you been in a situation where you're defending yourself because somebody did you wrong, and the first thing they try to do is try to spin it like you're like they're trying to make you say it's because <laughs> it's black and white, but it's not. We're in the gray area. You could have been purple, and I would have still been mad. For what you've done. Mm -hmm. Do you understand what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. And I hate Amen. that. I totally understand and, you. And then they're saying that I'm getting upset because, you know, sometimes I talk with a tone or I got passion. So now I'm mad. And I'm like, but I'm not even going to get Exactly. You know, I level mad. Calm down, sir. They know that what they. they... Damn. Yeah, I, mean, I hate that shit. 
I need to be heard. I hate that shit. Today, today at work, I was a worker because, you know, she's African-American. She's my homegirl. And I was like, listen, I'm fucking tired. I was fed up today. I was like, I'm fucking tired of these bitches fucking talking shit to me because I just take everything with a grain of salt. And it's like, I just have people like running their mouth about me, running their mouth, running their mouth, saying anything, you know, anything they, hey. they want to say to me, treating me any kind of way. And I was like, I'm tired of fucking having to pretend that I'm not fucking ghetto. I'm tired of having to pretend that I'm not fucking ghetto. Bitch, I'm about to get ghetto on these motherfuckers. I said it just like that. Because it's like, you you know, we're not allowed to express ourselves. Allowed to hold people accountable. As soon as we want to hold people accountable, you know, we're ghetto. Oh, can I tell you this? I love the words you use, and I'm going to throw this at Nisa as well. You said accountability. Mm-hmm. See, how many people we know don't want to be held accountable? Mm-hmm. We're talking about adults mm-hmm. that we've come, we've grown with in life that do not want to be mm-hmm. held accountable, CC. They'll do anything yeah. other than want you to hold them accountable. I promise you. Amen. Amen. Tell us what you hate about old versus racist, Let me give you an example. Give us an example. I hate when I mean black people. Okay. I'm saying always white people. That's racist. It's not. Let's keep that real. It's not. Black people are racist. Mm-hmm. Hey. So, again, Can you get me some orange juice? White community. Does white white people go against the black community? Not fighting for equal, but fighting for the opposing race to just be out. Right. Right. Really, that's racist. If you want to fight, you fight for your own right. You're not fighting against anyone else. That's being like racist. Right. Can I tell you, somebody told me mm-hmm. that I was racist because I say I'm pro-black. But this is what mm-hmm. I tell them. Whoa, how's that racist? <laughs> then I tell them, then I say, first I'm pro-black, then I'm pro-human. And I tell them, this is why. You should be pro-whatever you are. If you're an alien, mm-hmm. be pro-alien. Then be pro-people. Amen to that. But people told that. me that I was supposed to be pro, uh, pro people first. Nobody is. Nobody is. Nobody Don't lie. Look, let me tell y'all something. If you, let me tell you why. Uh, I got to give y'all this example. I, mean, I want y'all to comment on this with me. Big Brother, the TV show, and the show like Survivor, right? Mm. They, mm. They, they, they will not put the minority as the numbers. So what I'm saying, white people will always have the numbers on minorities. And what always happens in those shows when there's only two to three minorities, the white people gang up, vote <laughs> them out, and then they vote off the weakest white people next. Since that's not how this show works. Yep. So the question to y'all is this right here. Isn't that true that that would only mean my statement is correct if they're pro? Because I believe two theories. One, I've always told people that if you gave, say the show was more minorities than the whites, right? Mm-hmm. I still think that some of the minorities would identify with the white peers and still vote out those same other minorities. Mm-hmm. No difference. Then I think in other scenarios, the minorities would embrace each other. But what do y'all think about this? My theory of that even if the numbers were greater for the minorities, they would still vote their minorities out before they vote out their white peers. What do y'all think? Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. So I, that's I, I, I agree because it's a that they've given us. It's colonization. I like that word. Come on. 
I like that I word. use it all the time. I had a girl try to address me online, and she was like, something, something, sis. And I was like, don't fucking call me sis. I got so mad. I was like, don't call me sis. Because I know that she had a better privilege than me. Right. Right? Her, her and her friends have more privilege than me, especially in the sport of MMA. I noticed <clears throat> that the white women, women, right? They right. have, you know, they're, they're on a pedestal before I am, right? Mm-hmm. So I already know what time it is, but I don't let that affect me. You know, I, like I said, I, I work hard, but I told her straight up, I was like, don't call me sis. You, you don't have any melanin in you. As soon as I said that, she shut up. As soon as I said that. Now, I was and listening they were, to... They were telling me uh, to play boo-boo the... F- and we ain't one of those for nobody. Okay. I was listening to your yeah, uh, podcast. Yeah. Not you, I was listening to your podcast, podcast earlier. Um, it was the one with the gentleman. Um, y'all were talking about um, fast food and the automation of robots and everything, and about how they were going to, like, he was saying that if jobs get raised to $15 an hour, that the robots would mm-hmm. come in because they're cheaper and more convenient, and then you were talking yeah. about it in Walmart. But see, this is what I was going to add in there. I was talking with people about the camera system. Do y'all got this camera system in Walmart that when you walk through it, it automatically takes a picture of your face and everything, and it's trying to run your face through data recognition software. Do y'all have those in y'all Walmarts as well, or... It's just just uh for now I'm here. Um, I don't know I don't know about that uh recognition thing, but I know that we got social media, so that's that's good enough right there. I mean that's enough uh data. The NSA they've been on their job, you know what I'm saying? I learned mm-hmm. about that shit in criminal justice. Blew my fucking mind. Like I gotta turn off all phones, turn off all computers when I go to sleep, cover cameras because the shit that I learned I don't even want to talk about it on here, shit. Uh, we're not going to, because even my niece has a, she says she has a, go ahead and tell them again for the people at home. I have a degree in network security. Good shit. Mm-hmm. Congratulations, young person with a degree. Right. Come on, and then let me congratulate young person with three. Let's give y'all black, a clap. Hashtag black excellence. Oh. Come on, <laughs> let's go. I like that. Did you see let's that go. 90-year-old lady? Did you see that 90-year-old woman who just graduated from Alabama A&M University with her degree? No, you're just telling us something different. But um, what else? Wow. I mean, we, that's something. Look, I've seen, look, I've seen, did y'all hear about the 104 woman that ran the race? Yeah. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like, look, it's all about good living and how you treat your temple. And I want to tell people, look, you can smoke cigarettes, you can put alcohol in your body. Make sure you flush yourself with water. Make sure you get the proper amount of bowel movements a day and that you're pissing constantly to keep flushing those um, proteins and toxins out of your blood. You got to do that. A lot of people, they they put a lot of things in their body, but they don't let their body expel enough of the things they put in. Free radicals, all that good stuff. And and some Mm -hmm. people don't negative energy when it comes Mm. to your body. You have to let Release that also. You do. Yes. Because if you don't, you will see your health decline. Yeah. You will see, you will see your mental decline. <laughs> you, will, you will gradually, early on, get onset of dementia. Did you hear what she's saying, CC, about how you got that expunged negativity that comes into you? I meditate. I just go through positive spells like 
you gotta be around positive people. And we gotta wanna like what we're doing right here. Of course. All things media and the red eye report, keep our eyes slightly red. We're trying to convey to y'all that look, man, you got to wanna stay ahead of the curve. Keep the positivity around you. You got to get the red yes. Amen. You always running into it Amen. day Hallelujah. to day. Hallelujah. Listen, let me tell let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. While I pursue fighting, I um I got this I got this part-time job, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, people could say anything they want. It's cooking. I love to fucking cook. And that job makes me so happy. I'm not making a million dollars in that job, but it makes me so happy because now I can fit time in for my family. I can fit time in for training. I can pick my schedule and I can choose whatever day I want to have off. Oh, and yeah. And that to me peace of mind and everybody's yeah. so positive in that job they're like we love when you're here i love it oh, i awesome. absolutely love because the town that it's all hillbillies right and that is my escape because everybody's either black hispanic or chinese in that job so i love when i go to that job it's like my you know yeah so we definitely need to keep positive people around us my last job was draining me i mean it was even getting to my health so keeping positive people around you is definitely I totally that. I know it. I got you Red yeah, eye right He's he's coming. <laughs> but yeah, definitely cooking is very relaxing. Um mm-hmm. I like to I like to experiment when I am feeling a little bit gloom. I like to cook something that is challenging. And it takes yeah. away from you're focusing more on what you're doing instead of, you know, the things that are going on. And it actually, when you have finished it and you've accomplished it, you feel good about, oh, I did this, you know. And, and especially when people taste it, my greatest joy is when they taste your food and the expression of happiness that's on their face from eating, you know, your food that you put your love and your positive energy in that that to me is the world like i love that amen amen i don't know who these people are trying to add me but they ain't getting added yeah i love i love food food is my weakness yeah <laughs> Shout out the night the wing stop. That's what we ate. It was pretty damn good. You get the right people to cook it, you know, because not every day. Because again, here's the problem that I'm facing with people when we talk about people cooking your food. And like you said, it's not a lot of money in it. And sometimes people are beat down because look, they got to go cook and you only make it like $9 an hour. And if you would make more, it's a reflection in your food. If a person's happy, you're going to put your love in your food. You could taste love in food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's no more of that in America. They lost it somewhere ten years ago. This whole decade, there has been no customer service, y'all. Remember, in the nineties, the slogan was "The customer's always right." That's so true. Look. I just had that experience the other day when we went to McDonald's. The girl was like, um, Mocha said, McDonald's, can I take your order? I said, give me one moment. She said, hurry up. Wow. I said, well, I don't, I don't know their 
like, okay, and Shane said something about the, uh, the Canadian bacon sandwich, egg white delight. Right. So I was like, okay, I need an egg white like, okay, pull forward. I was like, well, I'm not finished with my order. So we pulled around anyway, he called the manager. Of That's right. And um, like I told her, I said, I don't want to say that you probably not have a Mr. Day, but that was completely wrong. Yeah. I could have been a whole other customer that turned out drank her to the window. I said, but I'm just going to assume that today not her day. So what did what is she saying? Can you repeat Red Eye what she's saying? Because it sounds like like echoing, right? Like static. Okay. All right. Let me, let me, okay, let me try to get this. All right. She said that basically they went to McDonald's and when they got to McDonald's, the 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 uh person behind the mic was rushing them along to order their food and just wasn't giving them the correct service that they needed. And then they got to the manager. Mm-hmm. So the manager uh, look, I'm a nice person today. I'm assuming she's having a bad day because if I was having a bad day, I would have read her and we could have had issues here. And the next customer ain't going to be nice to me, maybe. So maybe you need to have a talk with her. Maybe she need to get off the window. Today. Uh, she offered us her food, but like I told her, I said, that's okay. I'm not going to not come here again. But today, I'm not. I went straight to Biscuitville and they were so... You know what I'm talking about? See, that's what we said. You mm-hmm. got to have customer service. Do, uh, do you, uh, when you cook, are you cooking in a private uh, kitchen or are you uh, catering? I went off with that. So I don't, me, I, I cook in the back, but I make it a point because I don't, but I make it a point that if I see there's nobody in the front, I go to the front and I acknowledge the customer. I say, we'll be right with you in a moment. I say, would you like to try? I acknowledge them. I give them respect. I talk to them. Because it's a lot of guys that come to the line. And I'm pretty sure they'll be happy if if a female talks to them and acknowledges them, you know, for at least five minutes. I see random acts of kindness. Let me tell y'all, I was in a McDonald's and I saw a random act of kindness. I saw a white couple treat a black dude to um, dinner. They brought him to their table. They fed. They talked. They were giving him work. And I was ear hustling. I'm not going to lie. I was ear hustling. But it was such a marvelous thing for me to see because it was the caliber of white people that was taking on the caliber of black. And you wouldn't have thought the two would associate it. And that's what I'd be saying to myself. You can't judge books by their cover and think that. And that's why I hate when White people like to lump every black person into, oh, you got to be ghetto. No, you don't. You ain't. Look, the hood is in all of us. That's what I tell them. And if you understand it, and even in white people, and what I tell people is all I want out of life is the same thing that I give in life. I give for the same kind of courtesy. So I was, I went in the store today. I was walking by a car. It felt like that car was running hot. I, and, you know, so I told him, I said, Bidal, you ri- driving that um, white car there? He's like, yeah. I said, man, it's not like my chicken, um, antifreeze. He's like, no, nah, I just got my um, water pump done. That's what's going on. I told him, no doubt. He said, but I appreciate you telling me that because, you know, I mean, most people wouldn't have said that. I'm like, but see, I'm just saying it's the little things that people do because you have to restore people's faith in the kindness of human beings. Yeah, 
Come on. Tell us what. I almost passed out at food line the other day. For some reason, I have these like hot spells, and um, I get really, really hot and sweaty, and I just passed out. So I was at the register, and the, it was a Hispanic girl bringing me up, and she was very nice. She was talking to me, but she seen that I wasn't feeling well. So my friend went ahead and took me to the car, and then the cashier came out with my grocery. She bought my grocery. She said, I feel so bad because I didn't know how to help you. Aww. So then she, she did. That was very sweet. And I love what that. What we said here on the red eye report. That's nice. That was a random act of, act kindness. of kindness. You can't buy those Acts moments. I mean, yeah. a, a person bought my groceries sure before can. I was in line. Um, my, my debit card declined. Yeah, and, and the dude was like, yo, come on. Still get your stuff. I got them, and I was, you know, it's one of those things. You feel embarrassed, and yeah. and and you be just like, oh, man. Then somebody does that for you, and they don't want nothing for you to do but pass that on. And I pass that on I, I, because you got to do random acts of kindness. I remember I was in a red light, first money, close to the gas. Person in my back seat told me, "Why would you get that money? They're probably just gonna use it for something else." Um, something else, and I told them, "It's not about what they do with it. It's about what I done." I what? It sounds like it's breaking up the the uh. uh your niece or whoever sounds like she's breaking up. Say something, niece. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you now. It sounded like we had a transformer <laughs> for a second. I'll see pain for a minute. <laughs> sounded um, sounded like they trying to communicate with us. <laughs> let me tell you something. But those random acts of kindness can really change a person, even if they are racist. They 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 see that kind of right, stuff. Right, that's and true. And they see that it's good, and, and they want to pass it on, even if they do pass it on to the same minority or majority. Even if they do pass it, they're passing it on. They're getting the gist of it. Can I say something that I've been guilty of until I had my act of kindness? What's up? So before, okay, this was like before I would say 2009. Before 2009, to me, every white person that I came into contact with, I assumed that they were racist. This is how I used to think. Can I tell you that? And um, he said that's very easy to assume. Yeah, so that's that's how I felt, you know. Especially as a child, as I got as I got to experience, you know, racism as a child. So for me, it was a shocker. So that's why I was kind of traumatized into thinking like that. And I told myself, I was like. I would never date a white guy, right? <laughs> That's what I told myself. And then, then I, when I had my act of kindness, right? Who's white people? I can't, I can't even remember what was the first act of kindness, but then it was the first one that happened in the South. And then um, after that, the acts continued. So I was like, wow, you know, maybe they're not all racist. So that yeah. kind of woke me up. 
you know? And then I figured, like, because I was living in a part of Florida at the time, and I was like, oh, there's a lot of rednecks here. Like, a redneck would never, like, look at me in that way, like, romantically. And I was wrong. They absolutely love me. Right. <laughs> I was totally wrong. Right? So that, like, opened up my mind. I was like, wow, now differently, you know? Well, I, I actually so, yeah, like- an, act of, an act of kindness did change my mind. So... I actually do home health care where one of my patients was racist. Wow. But he changed. He changed. Wow. Why did he change? He would say, what are you doing in here, nigger? I don't want your help. I don't need your help. Don't touch me. You're you're dirty. So I would say, okay, I'll leave. And I would sit in the living room. He couldn't move. He couldn't move. (laughs) <laughs> and I did anything you. no attitude no backlash I knew I knew if he would have came up in a different setting because he came from Wisconsin if he would have came up in a different setting he wouldn't have that mindset so I didn't blame him for mm. having right. and then he dementia too yeah, you, but eventually can't blame eventually him. That man, he, his last the last time that I worked with him, he passed, but his sister had gotten a letter from him and left the company mm. a big deal for all of us. Mm. Mm. That's crazy. So he's very grateful for the help that he got. Mm. But even like mm. a couple months before passing, we had conversations where he didn't like who he was. Mm. Mm. But he said it wasn't just, it wasn't just like, it was his people, period. I have a couple of times. Because he didn't deal with his family either. Yeah, no, no. I got Mm. this. So what you basically telling us over here is, you changed the race of the talk. Yes. I didn't single handedly do it. I worked with three other people with him. Okay. But we were all black. Gotcha. So I would say that we all, Mm. so the perception pretty much yeah, his perception changed of what he thought all blacks would be like. Mm-hmm. But like so he said, he it wasn't just that. black people; it was people because yeah. he he didn't communicate with his family. Right. He treated them like they were nothing. Hmm. But eventually, three months before passing, we called his family to come spend more time with him. He hated it at first, mm. but they prayed together. The brother would sit there with him. Now, um, niece, because you haven't talked with us before with uh, seeing that on uh, the Red Eye Report or All Things Media. Did you know uh, she is an MBA fighter? No, I did she, not know that. She was saying she was a fighter. And I was yeah. going to ask her yeah. was she in the name of yeah, Oh, she well, is. I was just watching that before I came over here. <laughs> <laughs> I did not know that. Actually, you never told me that. Yeah. Well, how did you get in? Oh, yeah, but... How did I get into that? Well, so uh, I was going through a midlife crisis and it was, it all stemmed from depression. So at first I started off singing and dancing in the church. And Mm -hmm. then I eventually, uh, I did jazz, uh, modern and hip hop dancing. And that translated into martial arts, you know, jujitsu. And I remember, I remember going to the cage fights because I lived 
lived in an Indian reservation called the San Pascual Reservation, right, in California. Mm-hmm. And I went with uh, this gym that I trained at. I went with to these cage fights for the reservation. And I remember seeing one girl in particular. Her name was Juliana Miller. And she's, she walked out to this song, uh, Sweet Dreams, by the Eurythmics, which is like one of my favorite songs of all time. <laughs> out there she was just like she was so enthusiastic so fun she was gorgeous the girl she's gorgeous she was you know had long legs she's long like me and she went out there she kicked butt and then she ended up winning and when I saw that I was like wow this is, that's what I and everybody was laughing at me they're like you're fucking crazy you can't do that you know so I, I won like a, co- a couple of uh, jiu-jitsu competitions and I begged everybody I pretty much begged everybody in San Diego to like, like train me for the MMA fights. And they're like, no, no, dude, you're crazy. You, uh, we're not going to represent you. You're crazy. You're going to get your ass kicked. And I was like, I was like, it doesn't fucking matter if I'm going to get my, it doesn't matter if I'm going to get my ass kicked. The point is for me to get out there and get exposure. Right. right. Because at the end of the day, I'm a look, right. Kim Kardashian, she's famous for her looks. Rihanna famous yeah, yeah. for her looks. Right. So I was like, well, I'm going to use my look use this and I'm going to come out because at that time there was a shortage of female fighters so I prayed on it and I asked God and I fasted and uh, I noticed that every female dropped out of the fight and I was following the promoter yeah I was following the promoter this is the and I wrote the promoter and I was like can I fight and he was like, well, do you have any experience? I was like, I only have jiu-jitsu. And he was like, well, go to this gym in North County and train for six months and you should be good. Wow. So I went, I fought, obviously got my ass kicked. But after that, like the phone hasn't ringing since, you know. <laughs> so that created a lot of opportunities for me. Yeah. And here yeah. I am, nine yeah. months later. With the... Uh... American Idol thing. I would never do anything that big. <laughs> but I, <don't> know. <laughs> I, mean, I, I just did it. You gotta just go for the gusto sometimes, you know. Um, believe in yourself. Yeah. yeah, believe in yourself. Like, nobody believed in me. I, I definitely believe in myself. My second fight, I was doing pretty good on my second fight. And uh, towards the end of the match, I just, I couldn't work angles. And, and that's why I lost within like four seconds, they called the match. But I pretty much had the girl the entire fight, you know. Mm-hmm. It's just, uh, you, you live and you learn. So yeah. um, right, well, now I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to focus on boxing and I'm, a, and I'm affiliated with the Olympics. So I'm looking to go to Tokyo, you know, in the summer. So I'm excited about that. So I you went from nothing, laughed at by everybody. Yeah, yeah, of course. I went from being laughed at, being the laughing stock of the town, and now look at me. So I'm like, ha, huh, who gets the last laugh? Right. And you, know you still uh, pursued it where people didn't doubt, doubt at you and everything. That's what I be telling, like, some of my peers up here when I be trying to get them involved with me on Anchor. Because I be like, wow, we got this good bantry in real life. Let's put this to use mm-hmm. up here. And make mm-hmm. it be commemorated and just, just go on and live where we're gone. And they always yep. bull is yep. about getting up here with me. But I say again, 
like I said, with all things entertainment and the Red Eye Report, we come together on this stuff. And like y'all hear us, we talk about different things and we keep it moving. We don't just stay on one topic. We keep it broad. Right. We got everything for anybody. This isn't about having, you know, look, you might not agree with some of our views, but we're not telling you a review. We're here to debate right. and make you think about something. Because a lot of times in this America, right now, Yes, they don't want you to think. What? Individual thinking that. They want you to group think. Why do people think that? Right. Why do people think that it's wrong to second guess yourself? Mm. That's wrong. Mm. I might mm. think one way, but you might say something that kind of interests me. Mm -hmm. So now I'm thinking something totally right. different. I may not agree fully with what, what you say, but now I have a whole different thought that's mm. But I'm into that. Go again. What you originally thought, that doesn't make you wrong. Mm -mm, it right. broadens your mind. I thought you were being flexible and you took in consideration what a person told you. Right. And by doing that, you now you added a layer to what you were thinking. Right. That's what I'm saying because that's what experiences are. Because let me tell you something, Stacey. If I tell, if you tell me that that plate is hot, right, because you touched it, right? Well, see, you've already mm -hmm. experienced it. Mm -hmm. You live vicariously through you and believe that it's hot. I don't need to touch what you told me. Right. Idiots, though, and loons that still want to touch the pot after you said it was hot, though. Mm -hmm. See? Mm -hmm. And you yep. it and told me it was hot, and I'm like, no, I'm going to feel sick. Oh, shit, I got burned. No, I'm not that person. So let me ask you a question. So like like going back to the pot situation, like let's say for example, because I know there's people that like to cock blocks in relationships. This is going kind of off off topic, kind of not. So if somebody were to say something about you to your right. new, let's say your somebody right. from your past came and said, "No, nah, I don't touch him because you know he's bad or he's a player or whatever." Right. Would you take that into consideration? Hmm. Everybody has a everybody has a new start. That may have been me. Amen. Back then. I Amen. may have had a reason to be back then, but I may have met the person that has changed me. Or I may have been through certain situations that have changed the person that I was. Mm. When it Amen. comes to character. And then when it comes to dealing with someone, you have to accept them where they are. The past is the past. Except yeah. me where I am. Now, if I show you those things, that's different. With characters, you have to see for yourself. Whenever you, you're talking about judgment on a person, you have to see those things for yourself. You should never go by worrying that. And let me add two things on this Amen. piece as well. Because I know where people have told other people about my characters. And then and these people that don't know me, and they believe what they said about me without getting to know me, they only took the time they would know mm. what you did bull is. Then, on the okay. other hand, uh, on the other hand, I'm also a person where, why can't I evolve? Because the person I right. was 15 years ago is not the person I stand before you today. Now, don't get me wrong. I Amen. respect that person 15 years ago because he is part of me. But look at the new me. I'm better than that person. And you don't want to acknowledge that because you keep me trapped. Come on now. And trying to keep me trapped in a place where you can handle me. And I was easier to deal with. You don't want to deal with the new me. But here's the problem. 
They, see, see, they, they want us to acknowledge their growth, but they don't want to acknowledge our growth. Amen. Say it again. Say it again. Say it louder for the dude. Sorry. Come on now. <laughs> they don't want to acknowledge our growth. And we've grown. And we've changed. And yes, we might have had some bitch-ass tendencies along the way. But we killed them. Like bad habits. Yeah. I totally agree. I totally agree. Everybody grows. Nobody stays in the you know same position for a long time. Some people only acknowledge your growth as far as they have grown. Oh damn! Mm. Mm. That's deep. Mm. That's deep. Can you can you elaborate on that? Elaborate. Elaborate. Say for instance, I despised church when I was fourteen, fifteen years old. Now I'm 20 years old. I want to find some kind of following. So now I go to church. I have changed. You smoked cigarettes when you were 14, 15 years old. Now you're 20. You don't smoke cigarettes anymore. And you went to college. And you got your master's. But I'm only going to accept you for not smoking cigarettes anymore. That's as far as my respect goes for you. Well, I'm not going to respect the other things. I, don't, I, don't, I haven't done none of those things. That sounds like so my family. That was the simplest accomplishment of you because those other ones are too big. Yeah. And, I, and I can't made. live up to that. Okay. I only can live up when your cigarette habit. That sounds oh. like my aunt. That, that sounds, sounds like, like my, my aunt. That is my family. <laughs> that is my family. So, wow. that's what don't I worry about them. It's don't worry about them. That's the that's the that's what bothers me the most. You don't have to accept me. You know what bothers me? You know what bothers me is is black is black people with the self hate. It's Hispanic people with the self hate. That's what bothers me. That's what it all yes. boils down to. That's what it stems down to. Let me ask you this that's question. Uh, how is your relationship with your mother? Me? Yeah. And then I want my niece to elaborate what her relationship is with her mother. Y'all speak on this. Come on now. Well, well, first of all, I had stopped talking to my mother for seven years. But now me and my mom are the best of friends, and I'm very transparent. I tell her everything. That's good. That's good. I, want, mm -hmm. I wanted to get to that point. She has a, a, a hate for herself that she takes out on me. And I got mm. to the point where yeah, yeah. I'm not going to take that anymore. So if she does well, want to that's 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 wise of you. Oh, I can't I can't let anything stand in my way. But if she does want to come back around, I will accept her, but I can't accept her the way that she is right now. We're not gonna get anywhere. See, that's 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 my thing. Um I was telling Red Eye, uh so I got into this thing called Nichiren Buddhism. Mm -hmm. Through chanting and meditation, I came to the realization that my mother is who she is and she's never going to change. So I'm either going to accept her or stop fucking with her completely. But right. see, now I got a daughter. I got I got children and I want them to know who my mother is. And I right. think the, the big moment when I was like, you know, I'm going to forgive my mom and try to rebuild this relationship is because you know, so it showed me like to value and appreciate the things we have. Even though to me it's like, you know, there's moments like and my mom has done bad things and you know she might have been a sociopath a narcissist 
But, you know, that's my mom at the end of the day. I feel like through compassion, she was able to come around and, and I had to be that example of what I wanted her to be for me in our relationship. Right. right? So that your kids can have that with them. So that, that's what I noticed that certain things, it felt like to me, it felt like my mom was jealous of me. It felt like she was taking that out on me that she had me at such a young age or I felt like she was treating me as if I messed up her life, you know? That's how my mom do me. Uh, yeah, I think that it's, it's what I said is that it's that self-hate. And I noticed that my mom, like, I don't want to talk bad about my mom because I love her, but she got plastic surgery and certain things. And I'm like, you know, I see, I see it's the colonization going back to that word. And I keep using it because it's a real thing. And people think it's just, oh, it was back in the slavery, blah, blah, blah. No. Everybody mm-hmm. suffers from it. Yeah. Asian people suffer from it. People suffer from it. Anybody that's different in America, we suffer from it. That's right. Okay. That's why people get plastic surgery. That's why girls want ass shots. That's why girls want to get their boobs done. That's why women mm-hmm. wear a bunch of makeup. It's we're happy with ourselves. It's a self hate. And that's where it stems from. So you gotta understand that. Okay. It's not so much you, it's more of her. She needs to work on herself. You know, that's her. She hates herself. I just step away from it. Now, don't get me wrong. We we communicate, but there's no relationship. No, if 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 you do need to step away for a couple of years like I did, then you do need to do it because sometimes people need that. They need to be shut off. Yeah, because I don't get a need wake up call. Some people will never get a wake up call. I don't have no, I don't have self so I don't want that. Right. <laughs> I'm right. okay with who I am and where you, I am. You don't want to, you don't want to, here's the thing, you want to stay as far away from narcissists as possible because uh, some people that you have a relationship with them and they drain your energy. They're just yeah, draining. They condemn you. And you can't always do that. Give yourself space and then they'll come to the realization like, wow, I pushed this person away so much. Like, that's when they start to self-reflect like, damn, mm-hmm. maybe it and is I- me. You know, hopefully she will get to that point because I mean, I have children that I want her around. But now I see that she exhibits that on my children and I have to pull my children away. Mm-hmm. Which I want to. Yeah, but you can't have that. It's insane. I have to. Yeah. Now that just happened the other day. She said she can keep one. I have three boys. She said she can keep one, but she's not keeping the other two. And it's, and it's been like that since for, for the past, what, five years. And like I tell her, if you can't get them all, don't get any. If you can't come see them all at one time, don't come see them. That's kind of like how it is with my family. They're like, they'll embrace my daughter, but my son is like somewhere else, you know? See? My family does the same thing. You ain't the only one, trust me. And my kids are like, well, one of my son, one of my my middle son, he said, "Well, that's not my grandma. That's my that's." He says that's my oldest son's grandma, and I hate mm-hmm. that because now he has a hatred for her that he didn't even, that didn't even have to tear up. Well, that's that's children for you. When I was pregnant with my daughter, my daughter she freaking knew in my belly that me and my mom didn't have a good relationship. My mom would try to put her hand on my belly. And my daughter would move away as a fetus. That's See? how strong the kids know. Children know. 
Yeah, and I ha- I hate that because just because me and her don't have a good relationship doesn't mean that her and my children don't have to have a good relationship. But I can't prevent that. They're gonna you feel sure how can. they feel regardless. Children have a mind. Yep. Children have a mind of their own. Trust me. They're not a stupid. And then just that that really disturbing. And um, uh, like that Emin, that Emin, that Eminem song. You ever heard that Eminem song? Uh, kill you. Like in the beginning yeah. of the song, he's like, he's like, when I was just a, he's like, when I was just a little baby boy, my mama used to tell me those crazy things. She used mm-hmm. to tell me my daddy was an evil man. She used to tell me he hated me. Then I got a little bit older, and I realized she was a crazy one. It's the same thing with children, you know. They start to open their eyes and say, "Hey." And that's why I try to this tell is my what's kids, going on. No, you know, call your grandmother. They they were like, "No, we, I don't want to talk to her." I'm like, "Call her, call her, see if she's mm-hmm. all right." They don't want to. Mm-hmm. Yep. But I'll tell y'all something. I respect both of y'all for trying to push that relationship with the children and the grandparent because. It's not like you're trying to hold them back, even regardless of y'all relationship. Yeah. Y'all relationship. I, I respect yeah. that whole part. Come on. And that's a difficult thing to do because the oh. line that you have to maintain because it can easily bring your own feelings into it. Mm-hmm. It did when she said for Christmas, she told my oldest son he can come over there. And she told them because she spent the most money on him. And mm-hmm. told them I didn't get him anything because I support him for anything, and she had to do it for me. So my son was thinking for my oldest son was thinking for Christmas I didn't get him anything. Mm. What do you think about this, CC? That's pretty terrible, man. As a as a parent, like you know, I didn't I didn't hear what she said. Can you repeat it? No, say it again for us, Jay. She said she didn't hear. It. I said, my mom did that just on Christmas. She told my oldest son that he could come to her house because she spent the most money on him for Christmas and that I couldn't afford to get him anything for Christmas so she had to take care of everything. So Christmas morning, my son wake up and I tell him all to come in the living room to open their gifts. And he just kind of stood off to the side and then eventually walked off because he really believed that I didn't get him anything. What? So I went and That's got him crazy. and he I guess under the tree. But she still called and said, Well, what did your mom get you? Well, I got you this and I got you this, come get it. So it's kinda of like a it's kinda of like a competition with her. But it's really not with me. Mm-hmm. I don't care how much money mm-hmm. you spend the time. I know what you mean, because my mother in law she loves to mm-hmm. tell my kids when I'm not around that I don't love them. She loves doing that shit. And that's I why I keep my dick. Uh, I hate that. Some people you gotta love from afar, y'all. You gotta love some people from afar. You know, you can't sometimes you want to, I want to love people up close, man. I'm a type of, I'm a up close touchy feeling type of individual. But I've realized a lot of times you can't touch you can't be up close with everybody like that. It's, um, have y'all yeah. ever heard me? Have y'all ever heard the expression arm link friends? Yep. Yep. I don't have any. Uh, you ain't my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I, 
I have I have friends, but they're like acquaintances. Like I say hi and bye. Like I don't fucking sit down and have fucking tea with them. Yeah, I do have that that are my that are my close friends. Like I know that I can fucking get drunk in front of them, and I'll wake up the next morning in their house or in their car, yeah. like bathed with brand new clothes. That's that's how much I trust my close friends. Yeah, and that's what I like. Yeah, that's, that's very few. I have I have a hand that, and we call each other brother and sister. That's right. Yeah, that's how it's supposed to be. And it's strictly platonic. Me and Dee stay in the same neighborhood. She stay on the other side of the parking lot. She can come over my house. We got a friend upstairs. She can. We can be upstairs getting drunk. Guess where she's gonna be at that night? Either upstairs on the couch or downstairs at my house. I will not. I still won't let her walk across uh-huh. the parking lot. She stay right across the damn parking lot. <laughs> I still won't let her. Yeah. We just never. I know. met this girl in. Uh, I met this girl in California, and she became my best friend. She was working at T-Mobile. It was so random, like, cause I I got like stranded, right? And I was like, girl, I'm stranded here. I need to get back home. And I think I was in, like, Orange County. And she's like, oh, all right, I'll give you a ride. So she gave me a ride. And phone number and, and whatever. She's like, I'm from Washington. If you want to link up, let's do it. I was like, cool, give me your social media. And then two days later, I was working um, as an overnight security guard. I saw her in Denny's. And I recognized her because she had, like, bright freaking fire truck. And I looked at the front door of the of the like bathroom because she was walking into the women's restroom. I was like, Bella, is that you? And she was like, Yeah, girl. Oh my God, I'm so glad I saw you. So apparently she was catfishing her man. And she was trying to catch him, you know, like on a dating app. She caught him on a dating app. I did the same thing with my ex. I caught his ass on a dating app. But she's like, oh, pretend that you're this girl. He's coming to meet up with the girl. So everything was working. Until he saw her license plate. And he's like, oh, so you're at the Denny's? So it was you? And she kind of got busted. But ever since then, me and her, we've been best friends. And then uh, we went to the club one night. I got, like, wasted. Yo, this girl, she took me a shower. She uh, took all my clothes off. Clothes that I was wearing into the washer and dryer. And put brand new clothes on me. She fed me. And... I like I went straight to bed. That's a friend right there. Cause had it been anybody else, I don't think they would have done that. Okay, the uh, once I got the kids stuff for Christmas, she said, um, my friend, she said, everybody got a thing to ride. Cause she got two boys, I got three boys, and everybody had something to ride except my youngest son. So uh, mm-hmm. Christmas morning, all the kids came out with their stuff and. My youngest son was saying, well, mommy, I don't have anything to ride. Why she come outside with a skateboard for him? <laughs> you talking about somebody that cried. <laughs> I said, how did you know? She said, her, her grandma did that. Because I was looking for something for him to ride, and I couldn't find it in time. And she's like, I knew you wanted something for him to ride. So she, she got him a little skateboard, and he, Thing about it is, he's three, but he can skateboard. He was on the hoverboard earlier. That thing freaked me out, but. Cece, you still hear me? Yes, I'm listening to you. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's good people around. You just got to be open to spreading that 
to other good people, even if they're in a negative mindset at the time, because we all have our times where we think not so positive. I'm not going to claim it negative, just not so positive. We don't see the straight way through the situation. Right. Some people are just down there. Some people need that positive energy to get them back up. I read on today that the girl was saying, I pray, I want, I'm praying to God to take me away from this man. I love him so much, but he mistreats me. And I don't know why God has made me love him so much. Why do I love him when he mistreats me? And the reply was a message from God. And it said, the love that I instilled in you is not for you. It's for someone who needs it. Oh, so give wow. that That's powerful. And it will be returned to you. He said two years later they got married. Wow. He needed it. That's it was powerful. something he was through when oh. they met. It was something that God was going through when they met, which was making him so negative to her, but he wouldn't leave her because he needed that love. Oh. She wanted to leave him because she wasn't receiving it. Come on. But God was telling her stay. Because mm. I didn't put this love, the love, the, as much love as I have given you, I didn't give it all for you. It's for someone else. And a lot of people don't understand that they're, they're ready to run when problems come up because they don't understand it. Yeah. I'm doing so right. Why is this so wrong? It's not for you. Right. Sometimes that's just like, say for instance, you, you guys are married. Right. Say for instance, you lose it all. You have to pick up the pieces. You're stressed and strained and, and ready to give up. But those pieces you're picking up are not just for you. So sometimes you have to endure the worst of the worst to get you to well, where I you just, need to be, right. to get you back to where you need to be. Come on now. Preach on it's now. a stepping stone. Mm-hmm. I know exactly what you're talking about because I remember when uh, car bars got totaled and we couldn't get a car for a whole year. We had to sit out. We mm-hmm. kept asking God, why? Why are you making us wait? And he said, because I want you to see something and I want you to take it for granted. And trust me, a year went by. He gave us another car. and the op- and the But when he gave it to us, he, went, he told us this right here. And this is the main thing you got to learn. When God gives you opportunities, don't squander them. Uh-uh. Don't waste them. The other car we had, we didn't drive it that much. We, we do a lot. We Man, when that car got towed, it, only, it had only 10,000 miles on it. And that told us right then and there that we didn't even get to experience that like how we should have. And God wanted us to take a step in back and look at how you were blessed mm-hmm. and you were privileged to drive. Don't take that for granted. No one should take the ability to drive themselves around for granted. Forget the movers. Forget the lifts. I know you millennium kids like to do all that share shit. But in real estate, if you're from the 90s, you like a car. Do you feel me, Cece? Mm-hmm. In your own place. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, look, it ain't nothing like your own place. But it's another lesson, too. Come when on. you were without a car, mm-hmm. you figured out who you could lean on when you were without. Yes, you do. You do. You do. Because I didn't have to, first of all, I'm, you, I may not, it may not be me that need the help. Right. Me wanting to ride somewhere may get you out of a depression when you're stuck in your home with Come nowhere on. to go. 
So who's to say? Or at least me getting around you, I'm able to talk to you and open your mind because you might have been sheltered in your mind and cut off in your mind. Let me, oh, let me elaborate on what you're saying because during that year that I talked about we didn't have no cars, you see, right? That was a person that took yeah. us for that whole year uh, everywhere we needed to go. And the funny thing is when we came out of that, is you know when they tell you some people in your life for a season mm-hmm. or for a specific reason, yeah. once we came out of that, we no longer talk to that person like that. It's sad because to me, I still remember what they did for us and it holds so much weight in my heart. And I've expressed that to them, but at the same time, they were just there for that season. But at, at the same time, some people, some people need to be needed. Oh, yes. oh I no longer need it. Okay. Now, oh, I need, now someone else needs me. And now they, I have okay. to go. I gotta go chase that because that's my that's my I success in myself. That's what you told me. Yeah, they are okay. They so it's nothing to do with you. Okay. but I've done my part with you. Okay. Yeah. That's just like God. Yeah. When I answer your prayers, I have done my part with you. You got to do the footsteps for the rest of the way. When I bless you, yeah. I've done. Sure. You got to walk that walk. And when you make a mistake, I'll accept you. Right. I'll forgive you, and then I'll bless you again. But you're gonna have to walk that walk still. You know what I'm saying? That's right. Doesn't mean that they yes. they wouldn't appreciate if you favor. They're not looking for that. That's not where their happiness comes from. My, their happiness comes from helping others. Just some people are just like that. Mm. You know, she got a lot of wisdom in because that's really that's a powerful thing that you said about. Some people chase the need, and you know, um, is that a good thing, y'all? Is that a good thing? It depends on where you are in your mind. Chasing, chasing the need. Yeah, chasing your person. There, your taste like oh, is that what God has? Is that what God's mission is for you in life? Some, sometimes, sometimes that could be can be right. Sometimes it can be, but this person didn't believe. I feel like okay going back to going back to nature and Buddhism the main purpose behind nature and Buddhism is to live a life of purpose because we believe that each of us has a cousin Rufu which is Mm -hmm. what our part of world peace is it's like Barack Mm -hmm. Obama says live a life so Mm -hmm. my cousin Rufu the reason why God you know, created this opportunity and fighting for me is because alongside with my criminal justice, I want to create, you know, rehabilitation programs so that we're not putting, we're not being put so much into the jail systems, but more Mm -hmm. trying to help people to heal through the arts, not just martial arts, but also through counseling. Because I feel a lot of the problems that stem from uh, our childhood, and that's why we have a lot of crime, right? Because it's people, I feel like people need love, right? People need love. But My Cici, form of cousin Rufu. Cece, not to cut you off, but in law enforcement, when you are brought in on drug char- charges or public intoxication, they put you in rehab, but they put you in rehab for drugs. They never ever mention rehab for mental rehabilitation. Hmm. Sometimes it's not they the drug. Do. It depends. It depends on the, the case. Mm. 
But sometimes it's not even the drugs. It's, that it's, it's, why it's, drugs. it's something that happened to me, something that I'm going through, a mental disability that I have that has me, that right. makes drugs my coping agent. Right. That's why they, that's why, that's why you have the right to plead insanity, say you have mental problems when you're in court. You have the right, each individual has a right to say oh, that, to have that acknowledged in court. If not, then you're not going to be treated, right? Let me let me let me elaborate on what Nisa is saying too, because we have a family member that's finally living their truth. They tried to rehab and all that stuff, mm -hmm. but finally they said fuck it and just be them. And that's what I'm proud of them the most of, because they were doing all that for other people, not for themselves. How did they doing what they want to do for themselves? We see what their issue really is, and it's Come not on. the drug abuse. It was never abuse drug. It was the mental disability, the mental abuse that he that he was going through. And uh, let me and, tell you something. Right, that's exactly your what mother, I'm saying. Everybody needs love. Come on now, because see, your mother can make or break you. Yeah. And and when your mother, when you come to your mother for help, and your mother rejects you or doesn't embrace you the way you feel you should be embraced, that really can make or break an individual. And it doesn't matter what age you are. No. You could be 50 and your mama's 90 and she said you some old and shit and it'll break you. Home, look, the lady in the nursing home, her daughter has to be 50 to 60 because the lady in the nursing home is older. She comes in, she doesn't acknowledge her at all, but she, she remembers her husband. She tells people she don't remember, but she remembers mm -hmm. her husband. So she talked to him, mm -hmm. put him in the room, everything. She, the daughter kind of come in the room, you stupid bitch, get out of here. I hate you. I hope you die. That's the kind of, and that lady, let me tell you, the daughter still comes every time she comes. She's crying every time. She loves her mama. She said, you know why she hates me so much? I said, why? She said, because I put her in here. She said, but I had no choice. I had to work. I can't sit home with her. And she needs to mm. care. She has dementia. She needs to care. Right. I Absolutely. thought I was doing something good for her and she treats me like I did something bad. She said, but it's not like I just threw her in here and left her. I'm here almost every and she's there. But she cried every time mm -hmm. she leaves. That's just the saddest thing. She said, but I'm not going to give up on her. And she comes every time. You should have seen him on Thanksgiving. She gave her a hug and so she looked at her and realized who she was. But I gave her, I give her a hug every time I see her, the mom, mm. and she goes, she knows she. I say, yeah, she remembers me. All right. I've been oh, around uh, her seven years. Now I gotta uh, ask you this to uh, see, uh, now you go. Uh, What'd you say? I said, uh. Your chair. I don't see it. Right here. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's him. Uh -huh. Right, okay. I don't see it. I don't see it. I don't see it. Can't lost it. No. Are you sure? What's he doing? Oh, let me hear. Oh, I'm back. I, um, 
what I was saying is, and I was asking Nice this question as well, and I know Cece, we talk about the topic a lot, the demasculation of man. How do you handle that shape being a single woman raising three boys and not make it, and making sure they still stay in the proper masculinity zone they should be in? Um, well, I kind of always plant my dad around, okay. so I I know I knew the ropes when it came to him dealing with the boys. Okay. Now, even though it's a different role with him dealing with me, I got to see that. So some of those things that he did with my brothers is what I do with my children. Now, I may be lacking in some areas, but for the most part, I think I'm doing pretty well for myself. Well, for me, I feel like I feel like with my son, like I'm not going to try to be a man by any means if I'm a fighter or not. See, that's where guys confuse it like, oh, she's in her masculine energy. Okay, yeah, I'm a, I'm a strong woman, but I believe a man needs to teach a, a boy or whatever how to be a man. I cannot do that. I cannot do that. I can't, I couldn't teach him how to use a bathroom. I told his dad, I your job. And I needed my son to be around more males because there were too many there were too many females around my son. And no okay. disrespect to gay people. I love them. I got friends that are gay. But I had to get my son around a lot more males because there were too many females around him and he started to play with the Barbie influence. dolls. Yep, the influence. And I was Come like, uh, let me get him around some males first. And then once he's older and he can decide on his own, whatever he decides, I'm going to support him. But as a mother, this is how I'm going to raise my kid. What did you feel about the Barbie doll situation? Um, I was, I was like, no, no. I was like, you can play with the Ken doll. <laughs> you can play with the Ken doll. You say that because that's what I played with. Like when I, when I, I had little girl, uh, but when I was a kid and coming up and I had, uh, the, the neighbor across the street, there was a little girl and she had the little dolls. I would play with the Ken doll. She would play with the. Uh, with the female doll, and I and I understood that I I know, but that was when I went to her house. I did I had action figures, GI Joes, and stuff like that. Um, and yeah, that's when I bought him more action figures. It's <laughs> funny too because even back then, like you know how people, some kids would put the the, the figures in compromised sexual position. Mm-hmm. My imagination didn't mm-hmm. run like that. I was always on some. Um, like fight mode, like they battling each other. It wasn't nothing like that. And I was right. like, when I look back, some of the kids I came up with that were like that. When I think back now, I realized they were touched along the way, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. And they were only emanating what, what they were they, going through. Yes, but I was a kid, so I didn't. That, that's mm-hmm. their way of oh, someone was supposed to pick up on. That's my cry for help. Someone was supposed to pick up on. That. Okay, come mm-hmm. on. But you're a child. You would know. Yes, I would know. That's, that's, that's hella deep. Damn. Well, my thing with... Okay, so my question is, if a child thinks or they believe that they may be gay, I would say 10 and under, mm-hmm. what would you do? All right, before you before we answer that question, can I also throw this out here, right? To ask you, did you hear a question? 
I heard her question loud and clear. And then I want to add this into the question. You got the Wayne Wade's son on social media with the fingernails and the halter top on. And I want to add that in with that equation. And he's only like 10. Mm-hmm. Do you allow that? As, that's what I'm asking. To me, I think no. He, he, me. Here's my thing. I'm beating his motherfucking ass. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we gay community, but I am. I think that that there is a misconception. I would not deter you from who you think you are, but I would acknowledge who you who you really are. Okay, but here's my problem. I I I hear what you're saying, and I think CC does too, and I agree with the ass whooping. But here's my main thing. Did you see how long the nails were, though? Not just him. No, no, no. When I'm not singling him out, I'm just asking, did you see how long the nails were? I mean, do you understand what I'm saying, though? See, see, he's got these nails. I mean, I just, as a a 10-year-old, I still feel like, how do you know at 10 years old that you're gay? I think I'm still shifting. I still feel, for me. Fault. At ten years old, if you think you're attracted to that, you still have to figure your own body parts out. Yeah. So that's what I'm saying. I disagree with your they're, thoughts. They're not old enough to I'll have definitely have that talk with you so that you understand and you're not so confused. Now later on down the line, if this is what you still think, by all means Would you would you give him a bad would you give him the nail job at the end? No. no. Would you allow him to wear no. a half the time? No. no. Mm-mm. No. No. You're still his parent. Yeah. And that's nothing about being famous or being just an ordinary joke. That's just about now you're allowing him to say that I am gay at 10 years old. When you, when you could turn out not to be. Thank you, because you don't know. And I just want to know, why did you wake up one day and say to me, hey, Pop, I want to get some fingernails. Now, look. I mean, that's just some weird I have a friend. Thing. I have a friend named Tyler. It was a, it's money. That's, that's, that's a whole nother job. But I have a friend named who says that, I met him in college, you know. He said that he has been gay and know he's gay, he's gay all his life. Okay. So I asked him, well, how did your parents take that when you told them? Well, he said that he didn't tell them, they knew. Oh. So it was mm. more. That's beautiful. Then, but he still wasn't able to express himself the way that he wanted to. Okay. And he said that they went through counseling, you know, his mom and his dad set him down and, and tried to deter his thoughts, but he said that he didn't, he listened, but it still wasn't how he felt. So then in college, he was dressed like a boy. In college, he was dressed like a boy, but he told me when I met him, he said, you're my friend. I said, yeah. He said, and you accept me just for who I am. I said, yes, I do. He said, well, I want to have a sex change. I said, well, China, this is nothing that you can reverse. So if you're sure about that, I want you to be completely sure. There's going to be a lot of things mm-hmm. that you're going to run. And there's going to be times where you're, you're going to wish that you never did this. I said, but you got to be strong enough to know that this is what you want to do. He is mm-hmm. beautiful. When I say beautiful, I mean, it's I'm I'm shocked, and I love him because he wasn't afraid. Now he's not the gay. Now this is why I love him so much. He's not the gay person that's gonna sit here and be like, 
oh, you so handsome, knowingly knowing that you're not gay. Right. Even if he don't know, he's not going to approach you unless you do something that makes him think that you are. You know what I'm saying? And I love those type of people because I'm not, that's not a pushover. Thank I'm not forcing you. you to be like this. Because he had guy friends that were straight. But that's just because the type of person that he was. His energy. Yeah. What's all energy? And he was the sweetest person class. They goes down. He had him. He had him. About himself, about other people. He didn't care. You know what? He said, I never judge myself. So I was damn if I let somebody judge me. And let's stay on that moment for a mm-hmm. second, y'all. Everybody. And let's talk about living one's truth. What do y'all what do y'all think about that when in twenty twenty? Because I think a lot of times what I'm finding when I run into a lot of people these days, they're not living their truth. They're 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 living somebody it's else's true. truth. Fuck around, you can't mm-hmm. keep living their truth. Some people are truthfully hoes. They just like to have sex. sex. <laughs> but to them that's a bad thing. It's not a bad thing if that's you. That's, that's, that's you. for you. That's not you. for everybody. But not. that's for you. And Everybody can't not want to do that. So some people are gonna like to have yeah. that. So that's what it is. I'm not gonna call you a hoe or a sock or you a dog because you like to have sex with multiple. That's you got men that like to have sex with people. They don't identify the sexuality. They it could be a man or a woman, right. and that they just like to have sex. Doesn't care who they get it from. But hey, it was but nice no, talking to you guys. I'm heading to bed. It was okay, nice talking yeah. to you guys. Thank you. Appreciate Come it. On, Don't forget to publish the podcast. And, yes, right. this will be published. Everybody, remember this is Beat All. This is my niece. This was CC and All Things Media. This is the Red Eye Report. We keep it slightly red. Come on. Okay.